Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jambo, everyone, and Happy New Year from all of us here at Radio Harambe. Thank you for tuning in. It is 2017, our very first podcast of the new year, and uh, as is our tradition, Mike and I will look ahead Hmm. with our little wish list for what we like to see happen at Disney's Animal Kingdom in the year coming. Uh, For those of you who want to look back at 2016, our final show did just that. It was our last show, Um, so you can certainly go back and do that. But before we get into any of the festivities here, Mike, and the frivolity of uh, such an event... Um, the podcast world, uh, the Disney podcast world is a small one for sure. There's yeah. a lot of podcasts out there, but we all do tend to know each other, even unsocial or, you know, not social folks like myself, um, who are very bad at responding to things and, uh, networking and all that kind of stuff. Even I know many of the, <laughs> of the podcasters out there. Um, and we lost one just a couple of days before Christmas, I believe. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yep. Um, Alan Mize, who you may know on Twitter as Norman Bates. <laughs> Spelled with an eight. And yeah, things, yes. Yeah. Who had a great sense of humor on Twitter, by the way, and has been a supporter of the show for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, and certainly a friend of ours, uh, just was taken away. Uh, there's no other way to put it. He just uh, he was a young guy, younger than us. He was 34. 34 years old um, and just passed away right right before Christmas. Uh, we did not want to do a show without mentioning him. Um, and usually, you know, when we first started the show, we focused a lot on conservation efforts. Um, much to my chagrin, we've gotten away from that. It's nobody's fault but mine. <laughs> um, but we do like to try to, you know, talk about things you can do to make the world a better place. And one of the things we can do is help... Alan's family, who um, you know, just lost their lost lost the man of the house, right. <laughs> you know, at at thirty something years old. I can't even imagine, Mike. I mean, I, I, I can't even think of what it must be like. Yeah, he had a uh, a wife. He had a daughter, Grace, who was uh, who is, I should say, um, four months old. Um, so unfortunately, Grace is never really going to get to know uh, her father. No, fortunately, unbelievable. I, um, I guess to a degree, I know. Um, you know, being on a podcast, I mean, there is sort of a recorded history. She'll at least know his voice. Yeah, yeah, that's, in that's years a good, in great point. That's a great point. Um, and, you know, Twitter things. Like, I, I just want to read one thing. That he, the, the, the day he actually collapsed on December 23rd, um, right before, I mean, you know, hours before this, he tweeted, Good morning, my beautiful friends. Last work day. Tell someone today that you appreciate them. I appreciate you. That's incredible. Um, you know, he was very you know, supportive like that. He was a good guy. And, um, you know, we all, I think, uh, are going to miss him uh, in our, as you said, Dave, small community. So I would urge everybody out there to um, go, um, you know, at Disney again, uh, a friend of ours on Twitter, that's his Twitter handle, has started a a GoFundMe page uh, to help pay for 
Grace's College. I mean, it's obviously years down the road, but every little bit helps. I know they wanted to do about $5,000. They've already done over $15,000. So, you know, it was a a nice um, gesture for for all his fans. Um, So go to GoFundMe. It's a college for Alan's daughter or look at um, at Disney Again's Twitter handle. I promise to when the day this comes out or and you know maybe the couple days thereafter I'll retweet the, the link a few right. times so just look up my Twitter handle. I'll try to put it on our Facebook yeah. page too for John. Yeah Walker. that's a good idea. Um, so please I urge you to go ahead and, and do that um, because he was a great guy. And um, Talk about know. the show Mike. Plug his show a little bit. Enchanted Tiki Talk. I, I actually um, was lucky enough I mean great. I know that, we, one of my favorite names <laughs> of his show Enchanted Tiki Talk. <laughs> I know Dave. I just I, love I, to say it. I, I hate to do this but you know Alan and I had a, 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 a pretend Twitter argument when his <laughs> his show got, um, I guess, best intro, because they do the whole tiki thing as the intro to the show. It's very good. Um, but anyway, they unseated They unseated my intro, I believe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, I digress. Um, hey, I, we, I was lucky we, enough. We won that award once, I believe. I think we did, yeah. It's everybody. You know, other turns. They had a great, <clears throat> they had a great intro. I was lucky enough to actually be on their show very early on. I think right. it was one of the first guests, and right. uh, so I, not only did I know Alan through social media, but I've you know I've had a couple of conversations with him, and um, it's a great show. They have a lot of fantastic guests. Um, you know, they've had a lot more celebrity guests than we've ever had. I'll tell you that. And oh, sure, they're much more interesting than us. <laughs> that's for sure. That's not a high bar, though. Well, that, this um, is true. This is true. But anyway, so you know, check out Enchanted Tiki Talk. I know they just posted an episode. There's going to be one more with Alan on it, actually. That's incredible. Um, so, yeah, let's get a lot of downloads on that one, folks. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's go back and check them out. Yeah. So if yeah. you have, if you haven't already, and I, I imagine many of our fans know and, and listen to the show anyway so um you know there's some crossover there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of disney podcast addicts out there myself included exactly so for uh, all of you who are who were listeners and and uh and fans of alan's and uh you know and and to, certainly to his friends and family i mean uh, there's nothing we could say other than uh you know he would he would want us to go on and that's that's the what that's what we're gonna do so let's move on yes. to 2017 but before we do that as we like to do, we like to score last year's game. Can we not do that this time? Yes, we can. I got to get my pen out and my piece of paper and see how we did. Okay. You so, need a pen and a paper to count to so two. So how nothing? this works? So how this works is, you get. Uh, do do we give multiple points? No, I don't know how. So we'll just see who got things right. So yeah, how we fine. do it is this: because we're Disney podcasters, we have we overanalyze everything, um, and that's really what we're here to do. And one of the things we do is overanalyze how we're going to make a wish list, and we do it thusly. Mike insists that we have three little things that we want to do, two medium things, completely undefined, and and one big sort of blue sky thing. Um, and then we do this, we've done this each of the last couple of years, uh, and now we it's our job to look back at last year's and see if on either of us were successful in our wishes. So let's first look at the little things that Mike said. Oh, wait a minute. No, that, yeah, well, Mike, that Mike said. Mike okay. wanted something in the Anteater exhibit. Still empty. Still empty. So, but Willie's coming, apparently. I, well, so, so I would, thro- I would throw that one in for this year. I actually have it on my <laughs> list, but I'm not going to be that easy. Uh, More animal days. Nope. Big failure. Yeah. No. And Society of Explorers and Adventurers references. Is there one in the Nomad Lounge? Not that I'm aware of. Darn it. Yeah, I guess that's an 0 for 3. Not that I'm aware of, there but there be. might be. There might be. You mean in the in the menu? 
There might be. I'll give you a half a point. <laughs> it's contingent. That's why it's only a half. <laughs> that's right. If somebody can prove that it's in, I'll gladly move it up to a point. So my little things, Star Wars free at Animal Kingdom, that's a win. That's, that's a layup, though. I mean, come on. A, a layup? What are you talking about? Uh, get Avatar. Now wait, a, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. I guarantee you if I go into Chester and Hester's Dino Land store, there's something you could purchase that's Star Wars related. You I guarantee can't, you it. You cannot guarantee that. And I guarantee it. I've seen it. And it's that's not what I meant. Uh, I know that's not what you meant, but I'm telling you it's <laughs> technically inaccurate. But go ahead. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Get Avatar info. We got a lot of that. We did. A lot of, and we were. We did. You wanted to get a, a, like a good grasp of what it's going to be about. Right. And I, I would and say we did. have that now, and and and, that. and it, that sounds like a layup, and it, it sounds goofy, layup. and and it might have been something of a layup. But we have to remember a year ago, you know, we were thinking maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. This might. We had no True. idea, and 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 really, almost nothing had come out. I think by that point, the only thing we had was that goofy D23. Uh, table where the yes. guy had artifacts. The, the and stuff. We had nothing. Yeah, we had nothing. So the fact that we got so much information in 2016 wasn't completely a layup. It was an easy one, but it could easily have been less than that. So I get a full point right now. It's two to a half. And uh, well, good. <laughs> uh, also, also in that, I said I want Avatar info and none of the rides to be retellings of yes. the movie, and I got it. that. Yeah, you definitely did. Everything takes place. So should I get two later. points for that? No, you should not get two points. It's two. It's three things. You got <sighs> one full thing. And shirts uh, like the twenty-eight main shirts, the nice shirts. I did not get that. No. So let's go to the medium ones. All right. uh, Mike wrote, "Bring back Harambe Nights." Didn't happen. No, that was in in a, in a relation to like a Rivers of Light type of thing. Nah, big failure. And a replacement for the Sunrise Safari. Nope. No, he didn't get it. Mike. No, <laughs> not really. I mean, there's a couple of things yeah. in, like that. Nothing, to that. but nothing like that. Nothing no. like that. No. Mine were uh, Carnival Games removed for food stands. Nope. Not even a thought of that. And invest into conservation issues like on TV. Nah, mm. I, I would say, although, yeah. although. With the new book? We did have the new book. We had the new uh, scheme. The, uh, what would they call the, the, um, I mean, the new slogan? Yeah, that whole thing. What was that? What, something? <clears throat> uh, I forget what it was called, but I mean, that, that tells you right there that's a big goose egg because yeah. I don't even remember so what it was called. That's two and a half for no, me, it's not. really. Yeah, I mean, no, I kind of got that. That's two and a half. I mean, they You definitely... got a book that you could download for free? That's an investment. We got to read it, learn about it. It was a nice book. I, I got how many. Uh, you you did not expect there to be a full, purchasable, free, downloadable book about the history of all right. of Disney conservation. Would you say? Now, come on. Would you say on. we have? I would say approximately seventy five thousand listeners. <laughs> no, one hundred and forty <laughs> out, out of the seventy five thousand listeners that we have on a regular basis. I would say. I'd be surprised if three of them have read that book. Whatever. It was an investment <laughs> into conservation issues. So that's it's two and a half to a half. Uh, so the big things, extend the Maharaja well, Jungle Trek right. and add elephants, orangutans, things like that. Um, that was mine. Uh, Mike was the big cheetah show uh, that he wanted. Obviously, neither of those two things Can happened. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Let's say, let's pretend <laughs> for a moment that Disney um, in November... You know, as part of the D23, mm-hmm. announced, come 2018, we are blowing out the back of Maharaja Jungle Trek and expanding it and adding elephants and stuff. Would that count as a win? I think so, right? 
in the, it would count as a point for you. I would think in the big one it would have to because there's no way our big ones ever get done. Ever get done year. in one year? Yeah. All right. Go but ahead. the big ones I would say it would have to or anyone. Uh, you're you're going to get bonus points if you have anything that says I want something new built and then it gets announced. Right. And it's not done yet, maybe, but right. announced. Right. Okay. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> and the not w- that we're ever going to get the need the need that clarification. No. The WDW. The, we, then we all we each get to pick one big thing for Walt Disney World. Mike's was uh, Star Wars Tie Fighter and X Wing Battle. Um, I haven't heard that yet, and and that that seemed like like you know a half court shot at the time, but. Um, we may very well get that because <laughs> we are getting something. Uh, um, we'll, that well, doesn't sound like that's going to be the Millennium be Falcon, so it's kind of like that. I would yeah, imagine. But, I'm sure there'll be some sort of battle involved. Yeah, I mean, and, but be... we're only on the ground floor. Yeah, that's we don't. We have heard nothing. No, that's yet, a big so. goose egg. Yeah, and imagination. Um, my, I wanted Epcot's Imagination Pavilion to be redone again. A goose egg. So let's move on to 2017. I have my paper right here of the six things that are going to happen this year at Disney's Animal Kingdom, if it were up to me. Uh, I'll go first, uh, because the first thing I want to say is a repeat of one that I offered last year and would like to uh, really see get done. And that is um, a basic, just just so I can sort of re-explain it, a basic revamp of the T-shirts and the the merchandise, but most especially the T-shirts, hats, the wearables, at the Animal Kingdom. Last year I mentioned the 28 in Maine, which is sort of the higher end, nicer designed, um, less goofy looking designs um, of, you know, of various attractions or things to that effect. And I think that the Animal Kingdom really lends itself to that. I mean, they could really do some really nice aged Kilimanjaro safaris, Harambe type things. You could do like, I mean, anything, the Harambe Hotel or Hotel Buridika or, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. Mike Mike and I could probably go on about these kind of things mm-hmm. all day long. Some of the neat little names and the stuff you can do and the way you can make them real classy and kind of cool and how they would translate beyond just being a, 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 a t-shirt that, you know, comes from a theme park. It's, you know, they, they could really work. And and it's time to sort of bring the animal kingdom into that. Um, you know, I understand why they do 28 May in the way they do, because they're using sort of the stalwart ones. Uh, but it's time to expand those a little bit. Mm. And they don't have to be 28 in Maine. They just need to be nicer designed, um, at which they used to do these. They used to make T-shirts like this. I mean, they used to be some really ones. You're wearing one that right. is, you know, <laughs> they used to do a lot of different ones like that. Now you're lucky you find one or two, you know. They have been doing similar stuff on line. You right. Know, they do the, those things, you know, for the next month you could buy. They had a Camp Mini Mickey one last year. Right, which is, which is I didn't like the, the last one I would have gotten. Right. right. They've done things like the, um, when they were making the attractions look like, Team names, stuff right. like that. Yeah, I mean, those are kind of but, but, cheesy. The, the 28 in Maine has a more of a... How about one that says Harambe, the port it. of East Africa, or something yeah. like that, you know, or or some, something along those lines. I you have know? a few of the uh, uh, 28 in Maine. I have the Epcot one. It's yeah, just a little I've got band. a couple of them, too. It's, they're and nice. The staying yeah. from Epcot on there. Yeah. yeah. It's great. So that's, so that's what I would like to see. It hasn't happened yet. I'm hoping it does happen. What's your first one? All right. So let's. I'm going to start off with sort of ripping off you for a little bit, Dave. All right. You had mentioned, <laughs> like last year, you 
uh, one of your pick what one of your picks was getting like food over in Dino Land, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little mm-hmm. bit more specific. I would like to see a couple of the things that are well regarded elsewhere at Disney come to the Chester and Hester area. It'd be perfect for that um, kind of okay. Where, roadside you, where are you attraction. going with this? <laughs> so at the water parks. You can get those little mini donuts that everybody loves. Okay. I would like a little stand with little mini donuts. That would be nice. And in Disneyland and some other places, a corn dog stand. That would, would be, be nice. Great. Yep. That you could get that at Chester and Hester's, your, or, or maybe just off the path, along the path there. Okay. Because that is one of the entrance, one of the two entrances to Rivers of Light is over by the Nemo ride. Oh, excuse me, Nemo show. Um, it would be perfect to grab a bag of donuts and go sit down and watch Rivers of Light. I agree. That that's my number one. All right, excellent. So I, I think those are those are, both of ours are good there. Um, I am going to add one that I I am Mike criticized me for the layups last year. I am going to do one that I'm fairly certain is not going to happen, even as a small one, and that's this. I want the little sheet of paper, the Times Guide for Disney's Animal Kingdom, to be accurate and comprehensive. Like you have at Epcot. I want every band's time, location, every show, okay. everything on there. Because you do not get the like the Harambe soccer meerkats no, on the time list. You, I don't think this is a layup, though. I mean, I mean, I don't think this is a, not a layup. I'm, I don't think this is something that definitely won't happen. I think this is a real possibility. I mean, they have to do it. They're, the time guide at Epcot manages to squeeze in every single live performance all of the times all of the locations they have them there constantly they tell you you know even if they don't want to print a new one every day they do a weekly one where it says on monday wednesday and friday this will happen then why can't they do that at the animal kingdom why do we have to run around finding out when uh winged encounters is happening why can't we just get yeah, that information? Why don't we have to run around asking which band is coming at night? Just print the damn thing. I mean, how hard is this? That's make a make a most... make a freaking schedule with your performers and post it. I wish I had. How a hard nickel. is that? I wish I had a nickel for every time somebody tweets at me. Do you know when Wind Encounters? Exactly. <laughs> it's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> People want to see it, and they'll go see it. Most people don't even know what's happening because it just you just have to hope you see the birds fly yeah, over. Yeah, just all of a sudden you're hearing squawking over your head, like, oh, wow, what it's is ridiculous. that? ridiculous. I, I, can't, I don't know why you can't, why they can't have that. I want to show up at night, you know, at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I want to grab the, the, the Times Guide and know exactly when... This band is right. playing, or the the carnivals happening, or, sisters, or the ca- right. or the soccer, or the or the or the uh, acrobats, right. or whoever's playing over in Asia. I want it all there, and I don't know why I can't get that. I mean, it's so pathetically ridiculous. But anyway, so that's my second one. I want that. That's a good one. I like that one. I, I want that too. Can I take that one as a, <laughs> no? I can't. Okay. No. All right. So uh, my number two, Dave. This is. Tell me what you think about this one. I like Collie River Rapids. It's not my favorite attraction, but I do enjoy it. I like it too. But yeah. one of the problems with it, I think, is it's very kind of bland. Mm-hmm. So when you're riding, especially the part where you're, you know, before you get to the big dip, there's not a lot of scenery. I think they need to add stuff to it, create more, you know, maybe ruins that you go past. It's, or it's, a a, lot. I agree. It's, it's, it's a strange, dull. yeah, it's dull. It's a strange concept too, because. 
you know, you're showing forest deforestation, show you, so you're showing chopped down trees. Right. Which is probably the least aesthetically pleasing thing you're going to find in the jungles of Asia. Which I'm okay for like a, <laughs> maybe right before the big plunge it's like top down trees sure. and there's like whatever. Sure. Sure. But at least leading up to it and then at Especially the bottom. Especially when the queue is so gorgeous. Right. You know. Right. I thought about you know why not put a live animals along the side but you can't really do that. You go by so fast that it'd be useless, pointless to. You couldn't really enjoy for example a, a troop of monkeys in the trees. You're zipping by them real so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly can't photo them, but I would put some sort of scenery there. Um, I would agree. In like, like you know, ancient ruins, sure. Like, uh, you know, flowery plants and blah blah blah, whatever. An animatronic wouldn't kill you. A- yeah, some AAs maybe would be fine. You know, some 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 buildings of some kind. Some you, you know, could definitely do like maybe a, or... an audio animatronic elephants, Asian elephants. Sure, sure, sure. sure. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, my third and final one has to do with Avatar, because we now believe that Avatar will open in 2017. I think it's 50-50 at this point, but anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so this is me. I think this is a layup, but only if it opens. Okay. Here's what I want them to do for me at Avatar. You're going to insist on having gift shops at Avatar, even though why would anybody buy gifts in Pandora? But you're going to insist Not on me. having that. I beg them beg them to keep the gift shop avatar centric i do not want to see giant plush mickey mouses or cuddly darth vaders toy story stuff or toy story <laughs> stuff or disney racers i don't want to i don't want to see a pin stand out in the middle of the thing yeah, good luck with that i don't i just keep uh, the shops small and keep them avatar centered and make it the only place you can get the Avatar stuff. I mean, that, that last part I just threw in there at the end. But but please, do not destroy your theming See, in Avatar when you open. Now, I know in a few years' time, whoever is the merchandising manager now is going to be talked into this is a good idea. Then he'll be fired and some new person will come in and he'll go, you know what's a great idea is if we put plush Mickey Mouses in the right, Avatar right. stuff. And it'll all change. But at least let's start trying to make it look authentic. As inauthentic as the whole so thing do, is. you want the original Chester and Hester store, not the current Chester and Hester exactly. store. Exactly. Right. Okay. Uh, that's, that's fine. The only problem I have with that, and I, and I agree with you, the only problem I have with that, I'm sure Disney even now realizes that Avatar is not a big toy pusher. They don't push Avatar toys. It's going to be nope. hard to sell them. Yep. So Keep the shop small. I mean, if this was a Star keep- Wars land, that wouldn't yep. be an issue. But this is an avatar land. Keep the shop small. Yeah. Um, keep them, you know, you could do, I'm sure we can do some collectibles, you know, some it, some 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 higher end things like that. I mean, you could make it work. They're going to sell you know? science kits and stuff like that. That's fine. That's fine. Right. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. All right. So your final one. What if they sold a blue Mickey and Minnie Mouse like in Navi costumes? Would you have a problem with that? Uh, no. Okay. My final one is... Um, this one's relatively easy, Dave. It is um, bringing back the name Countdown to Extinction. Um, and we've been talking about this for years, but um, now that they have brought back the name for Gorilla Falls, I think the time is ripe to get rid of that stupid dinosaur name because nobody, nobody has ever seen that movie or cares about the movie that they why they changed the name and bring back the much more interesting name countdown to extinction especially since you've sort of restored it to its former glory yes i mean you know i, I have a sneaky suspicion if that they were going to do that are you drinking beer here's here's what i say to that 
<laughs> no, I'm drinking Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking actually cheer wine. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, anyway. I have no idea what that is, but okay. That um, I, I, I suspect that if they were going to do it, they probably would have done it after this last refurb. But right. who knows? I mean, they just all of a sudden, like, like two days before Gorilla Falls changed, they just said, hey, by the way, in two we're, days we're exactly. changing the name to Gorilla Falls. Exactly. So. There's no reason why they can't. Because yeah. Countdown to Extinction is a much more compelling name. Yes. And it really lends itself beautifully to um, sh- serve merchandise. It I does. Mean, you know, and much more so than Dinosaur. Correct. You know, yes. so I, 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 like. I agree with you. And, and the whole original idea of changing the name Dinosaur because we're going to have this groundbreaking new animated movie that everybody's going to go out in droves to see. <laughs> Is and that work out? What was that? Two thousand one? Maybe mm-hmm. that movie? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Mm-hmm. It's long since done. So. I agree. I agree. All right. So it's time to move on to the mediums. Okay. And while we are in Dino Land, I am going to uh, sort of double down on Mike's there um, because he actually echoed something I was going to say in the medium, and that was I want to see by the end of this year official plans for sort of a makeover some kind of dino land um okay so all the things we've mentioned as far as taking the carny games away and putting them into food stands uh you know the countdown to extinction return uh maybe a uh you know a redo of the gift shop and restore that to its former glory as you move countdown to extinction um you know there's other things you could do. You know, the Restaurantosaurus could use a little bit of a facelift now and again. And, and I disagree with you. You on know, that. but I, I I would like to see some more focus to the dinosaurs. Um, you know, maybe bring back a museum style thing, like we once had the Jubilee way yes. back when. I just want to see that they that, that they recognize how little the mass public regards. Chester and Hester's Dinorama and start to turn this ship a little bit now. It's been 20 years. It's almost 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and... Oh, no, almost 20. And, yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, it's been the butt of everybody's joke for 20 years. And it's time to end the joke. The joke's not funny anymore. And, you know, as much as Mike and I like the theming behind Chester and Hester's and the story that they have... I do. I like the storyline. You know, other than taking my two-year-old on Triceratops spin, um, and Mike occasionally going on Primeval Whirl, um, more than occasionally, you know, the the the, the rides, the attractions, the, those three or four attractions there are good. Okay, the 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 playground for the kids is good. The boneyard, the boneyard is good. The boneyard. Okay, they're good, but it's time for Chester and Hester to turn into something else. It's time to reimagine that. I don't know how you're going to do it. What you're going to do, I don't care. We've mentioned many times food stuff and things like that, but something has to be something. We have to now show us that when Avatar is done and we're just about done, yes, before we make any other big plans, we're going to address this. We know you think this is stupid. We're going to address this. That's all I want. I I don't expect anything crazy to be done by then, but I would just like it to be recognized by Rhodey. Yeah, this is goofy and we're going to fix this. Okay. That's all. Okay. <clears throat> you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do something similar to Kali, and that is add something to look at. But this time I'm going to go to the Wildlife Express. Oh, yeah. There is a... a I love train. the train. Great Everybody train. loves the train. Trains are wonderful. Um, 
and I like riding the train, but it w- wouldn't it be great if there was more to look at on the train ride out to the Rafikis? Perhaps, in this case, I think even you could say animals. There is plenty of space there. Sure. You could do nothing. Sure. Nothing Like a herd of something. Sure. You know, along the side Maybe there. Maybe right on the top of their barns, too. So. Right. I mean, I, I, would, I would like to see some more uh, animal kind of centric stuff on the wildlife express and i would like to see i, like I would like to see a, you know something to, to create a reason to get on that train and to at least enjoy the train ride i like it i i, I and and i think that might not be too asking too much no i don't um, think it's asking too much i'm not sure if they'll do it but it's not yeah. asking too much okay so here's my second medium one um We've, we've discussed this before, and I've said I've wanted this before. But for those of you who aren't uh, devoted listeners, and God knows why you're not, um, then, you will, then I, I want to repeat it. I would like to see a food, we'll say festival, mm-hmm. of some kind. Some, sign of, some sort of, be it culinary um, or even... Even art related, um, it could be you know, alcohol related. It doesn't have to be. I don't really care about that. We can. We don't have to do booths. You know, how about you? I mean, there's plenty of kiosks. There's plenty of restaurants. There's plenty of things to do. How about for a month period of time, all the menus change, and we do something different for this festival, whatever it might be. All the menus um, on the counter surface? All the counter surface okay. ones. Everything changes and it turns into a festival of some kind. Okay. We have different tapas type things, little samplers, kind of like what we do at at, uh, at Food and Wine. Um, you know, you can add more to it. You certainly can do it. But one of the things that Food and Wine does wrong, and there's a lot of things that Food and Wine does wrong, but one of the things that Food and Wine does wrong is it's kind of western cultural centered you know what i mean it's kind of white folk centered there's it, a lot of is. you know what i mean it there's a lot of it's just really like european stuff um you know some south american things but then again more european stuff and yeah. you know maybe an asian thing here and there but then again more european stuff i mean it's just like it's all that you know and i would love to see them really you know turn this over to sort of a travel channel show type of thing and talk about the different great street foods and stuff that they have in Africa and Asia, which is really known for it. And there's so many parts of, of, of Asian cuisine and African cuisine that are just not touched on at all in food and wine. Uh, And it could be really done well here. And the music certainly adds to it. And the nighttime certainly adds to it. Um, And I think it really, you know, the park lends itself to sort of a cultural festival of some kind. Um, I don't know how you would do it or when you would do it or how you distinguish yourself from the Food and Wine Festival, but I think it would be the kind of boost that they need and very easily done. True. I don't want it to devolve into a Food and Wine, but, you know, that's... So don't call it Food and Wine. Just call it, like, you know... Well, they had this, what, the Sundown Cultural Festival, Festival or something for like that. that one year they tried that? Yeah. Sundowner or Sundowner, I forget what it was. It was perfectly regarded, name. but... Perfect name for it. Relatively uh, lightly attended. So do it again, and this time go after it a little more. Well, I mean, this is also pre-Awakenings, yeah. you know, pre-obviously, right. right. uh, you know, Rivers of Light and Avatar and all that kind of stuff. Right. So. You can hear my, uh, there he is. He's calling me. He's calling it, yeah. Well, he wants to get in and, and give his medium thing. So what's your <laughs> second medium thing? 
Uh, Dave, I'm also going to go food, but a little different this time. I am going to go. I'd like to see a new counter service, but this one, Ooh. this one focusing in on vegetarian and oh. organic stuff. Boo. I like to see like organic chicken and uh, you know <laughs> farm fresh eggs oh, and like bleh. you know sustainable fish stuff. That just means expensive. And then like salad bars and so I don't care, but I want something vegetarian. I think that goes with the the theme of Disney's Animal Kingdom conservation and sustainable and I, I would like to see that maybe at Rafiki's Planet Watch you know a nice salad bar would be nice you know something along those lines uh, that would be my another number two I, I do take sort of the Anthony Bourdain approach towards vegetarianism which is sort of it's like the root of all evil and it is the uh, destruction notice, of Western culture and things like that. You'll notice that I didn't say completely vegetarian. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I was you started there, and that's fish. What, and I'll be honest. But, the booing but, started with the vegetarian, and I feel uh, vegetarians out there. This is all just a joke, sort of. But <laughs> it it does. I think it would be a place that would be well appreciated by the small, you know, the minority but growing minority of vegetarians in this world. Okay, where it was, wouldn't be just. One dish on the menu that was vegetarian, it's but just several. It's just not very fun. Uh, I respectfully, I disagree. I, I sometimes <laughs> eat vegetarian, and I like it. I mean, I, I'm not a vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not opposed to ordering vegetable curry, for example, mm. which is delicious. delicious. I enjoy a good salad as long as it has barbecued <laughs> chicken on it now and again. Um, and this one could, but it would be organic. I, organic Free range chicken. Organic, I have no problem with. The only problem with is that I have with it is that it's prohibitively expensive, which mm-hmm. means it's which means a barbecued organic chicken salad at Disney World would probably be thirty dollars, maybe. <laughs> so you know that's the only issue I have with it. But I do think it's a good idea, and healthier is better. I'm not against vegetarians. I do apologize. So, <laughs> but you are against vegetarian. But that's no, no, no. I'm just not a vegetarian myself. Um. <laughs> So to the big one. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Hope you don't steal mine, but go, I don't think you will. That's why I've been going first. Okay. Because <laughs> Mike always has backups. I, never... I don't on this one. So... Really? So if you take mine, you a Okay. You always have backups. That's why I jumped first, because I never I have, have backups. five smalls. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> there is a film coming out this year. Now, this is... Uh, I know where you're going already, but it's not what I have. On Earth Day... April of 2017, and the film is called Born in China, I believe. It is a documentary produced by the Disney Nature folks, of which they do one every year. Documentary is a loose term, but go ahead. On the giant pandas. Right. Well, not just the giant pandas, but go ahead. They're the stars of the show, Mike. (laughs) They're on the posters. That's fine. That's fine. But they're also... Well, go ahead. Go, go, go. They're on the go. posters. I'm interrupting. Right. Sorry. Okay. That's like, you know, that's like trying to tell me who else was in a Dirty Harry film. <laughs> it's not... That's you know, it's a Clint Eastwood film. That's it. That's the way that is. Okay. Um, and so I won on April 22nd? April 22nd. 22nd. Yes. For them to announce that 2018... At Disney's Animal Kingdom uh-huh. will be the year of the panda. The company that just spent multiple years in China with special access to shoot these animals, to work with them. They shot them? 
Like sh- dead? Sh- shoot him with the cameras first. Oh, oh, sorry. To film. That's a better better word. To film <laughs> these animals. Um, Poaching. Now has special access and should have the kind of relationship with the Chinese government to make it finally a reality. Okay. So we're going to release the movie in, in on 2017 or 2017's Earth Day, and we're going to say that next year's Earth Day is when uh, we will bring giant pandas. Where? Well, it doesn't have to be. It just doesn't have to be at Earth Day. But 2018, giant pandas will be coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. And where would these giant pandas be? I don't care. They can okay. figure that out on their own. But uh, that's their job, not mine. Okay. But um, w- w- here it is. We're setting it up. We got the movie. We got the access. They've worked with the Chinese government. It's time to get it done. I've been saying this for years. Right. It's time to get it done. And for those of you it, who haven't, for those of you who haven't listened to me drone on about this, my only point <laughs> is, and I tell this to Mike all the time. He he agrees sometimes, doesn't on others. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, ridiculous. This one move, this one animal is the cheapest way to add an e-ticket attraction, a gate buster, to the Animal Kingdom. I know you don't. Um, It's not hard to do in the the vast pantheon of things this company spends hundreds of millions of dollars on. The, The pandas cost a fraction of that, a fraction. And yet, they're the most expensive animals to get in the world, but it's a fraction right. of it. And people will come, everyone who visits Walt Disney World and Orlando, Florida, for the first couple of years, everyone who visits there will go to the Animal Kingdom to see the giant pandas. Because and the locals. Because they are, st- and all the locals, because right. they are still a rare sight in zoos throughout the United States. There's four. There's only four. Four zoos. Right? And and certainly nobody in Florida. Uh, so, no. I don't know what they'd have to build. Maybe they have to have like a, you know, like a nice, cool place. Same to do fine in San Diego. But there, you know, well, there's there, there's probably heat issues involved or things like that. I don't really know. Maybe you would there, speak the, better the four, to that than me. I could tell you the four zoos, if, I, if you want to give me a minute, are San Diego. Right. Which is warm, but not as humid. Um, Atlanta? Atlanta. That's the one that's closest, because Atlanta's pretty hot. Yeah. Atlanta uh, they, doesn't get that name for nothing. Right. And D.C. and um, Memphis are the other two. So, um, and Memphis ain't cool either. No, but it's, uh, Atlanta's probably the most yeah. the closest yep. Uh, yep. To, to Orlando. Um, but you could certainly build yeah. an indoor enclosure and yeah, do the I mean, cooling it, things. To, to go to your point before, it would probably cost them to build, let's say they built an exhibit in, at Rafiki's, a standalone giant panda exhibit, not a trail. Or, you want to get people on that train? Right. There you go. Not a trail you know, with a bunch of other animals, like <laughs> yep. a whole big thing. Maybe you know, just that. Or maybe a small exhibit over by Everest, something like that. Uh, that would probably cost them $20 million to build? Ten. Even it's even if it's fifty, and it, uh, it's one tenth the cost of an e-ticket right. attraction, and it would cost them. <laughs> it costs I forget if it's a million or two million dollars a year to essentially loan them from the Chinese government. The last time I heard, it was a million. Okay. Let's say it's two million, so you get two. But okay, that means twenty years. You usually have to lock into a certain number of years. So right? Mike and I have just built a fifty million dollar 
<laughs> enclosure for them. Probably the most expensive. We've just allocated more money right. for an, a zoo enclosure than anyone ever has in the history of U.S. zoos, as far as I'm concerned, for one single species of animal. I, I defy you to find me one more expensive. And we've allocated... No, it's just I've, We've allocated 20 years of these animals in your zoo and still we haven't hit a hundred million dollars and when was the last e-ticket gate busting attraction built for less than a hundred million dollars the only animals that really come <laughs> close to the cost of pandas is probably elephants they cost a lot of money i would imagine for care i would yeah i would imagine of, yeah. keeping like killer whales and stuff like that would probably be more expensive to care for but you don't have to purchase them or you know loan well, them. not like this yeah um and but the pandas are very specific yep. with their what their diet is so you have to you basically have to grow a certain types of bamboo and no have problem. To dedicate to stop for places for that it's not easy they got for, plenty of space for that that's not an issue no it's certainly not easy okay so add another so add another zoo. 10 million dollars right no i understand and you've got Still, the cheapest e-ticket attraction The reason ever. I don't think they're going to do it is for other reasons other than cost. I think now, with Disney's relationship with the Chinese government being um, as mutually beneficial to the to the both parties as it has ever been, True. Um, you know, between the theme parks, um, you, those theme parks obviously got them the opportunity to film these these animals, too, because of the relationship with them. It's time to make it happen. It's just it just is. It's time to make it happen. You want to bust the doors down? You're afraid Avatar might not be the thing that does it because people are an Avatar. Put giant pandas in, Mike. Your problem is solved. <laughs> your problem is solved. Right. No, I mean my my, my, my <laughs> issue with pandas has never been that. It's been more of you know you risk the blackfish problem, like something bad happens because pandas are not easy to keep. They unfortunately, especially uh, babies when they're born, there's a large a high mortality rate. Right, and if one dies in, you know, they build up a baby panda and it dies right, right. away. Right, you could have. I mean, Disney is a you know lightning rod for this kind of stuff sure. to begin with, and then throw on a panda baby dying, for example. I mean, they just don't, they don't want. I I just imagine I get that. that they I don't that. want the blackfish. I get that problem. I get that. Um, but I think of all of the zoos that have them, right. They would certainly have the most resources, sure, uh, and probably the most support from the Chinese, um, as far as experts in that regard and things to that well, effect. I mean, at the National Zoo. I mean, it's sponsored by this. Uh, oh yeah, because the, the U.S. Okay. government and the Chinese government have are great buddies. <laughs> I mean, it's happened since the 1970s. So, <laughs> all right. So that's my big one. Okay, which I can't believe that wasn't my big one last year. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> So, Dave, I am going to stick to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, one thing that you know Disney has been working on in recent years has been the trackless ride system. Right. And I want to bring that to Rafiki's Planet Watch. This is something that will never, ever, ever actually happen. I am taking... I'm going to give one that I know. Yeah. This will never happen. And my my big one for WDW is is, is <laughs> see my big one for WDW I think will happen someday. No, but anyway, okay, go, go finish yours. Let me finish. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I want to build a trackless ride system that you know takes you the guests through the different biomes of Earth, through you nice. know animatronics, through sure. screen technology, whatever it is, um, and maybe even some actual live animals too. Wow, they do this kind of in. SeaWorld with the penguin exhibit that okay. everybody hates. 
and they say it's terrible. Really? Yeah, but the, we're not going to do that. But this is going to. I want to show people. I want to show the problems with deforestation, with droughts. You know, show some of the things right. that are going on on Earth. The melting of the polar ice caps. Um, and it'll show the animals there and stuff like that through a fun trackless ride system, sort of teaching you about the Earth's problems. And where will um, oh, 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 what's the damn what? <laughs> Forgot the snowman's name. And Olaf. <laughs> I had a joke already, and I spit up his name. Uh, when you have him when, melting at the polar ice caps. Where will Olaf be? We can have him melting. Okay, at the, great. All the kids great. will be said that mom and dad. We got to save. The global climate change. You'll have you'll, you'll have people climbing on top <laughs> of right. the cars at Rafiki's at, at, at the Wildlife Express to get out there. <laughs> if you'll be you donating do left and right to climate uh, climate change uh, Polar, conservation. Yep. Uh, you'll uh, change the world, Mike. Change the world. A melting Olaf. Okay, so one of the things, the last thing that Mike and I always do is uh, we actually no, Dave. Before you move on, oh boy, that would actually be kind of fun <laughs> if to, if in Rafiki's Planet Watch they had an Olaf. Standing there, from whatever whatever date I we see. perceive as, um, you know, the beginning of the global warming, a full Olaf, and then to the right of him, like a half melt, you know, whatever whatever we determine I, or, or has melted since then, as as Olaf is dying. You I think just want be, these. You just want these kids crying. Don't you? <laughs> that would be a fun exhibit, actually. Go ahead. You want you, go. you want all those kids going in with <laughs> smiles and. Braids in their hair and coming out Mommy, of the shovel mess. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we, uh, one of the things we do at the end of every one of these uh, wish lists is Mike and I pick a an item that we would like to see, a big item that we would like to see happen, or at least the ball start rolling for the rest of Walt Disney World, any of the other three theme parks or resorts or what have you. Um, mine is very simple. Yes. And I know it will never happen. Okay. I want... Epcot is about to go under a major reno. They've said so much. They've said so much. I want... Your definition and my definition of major renovation and their definition might be different, but go ahead. Possibly. (laughs) I want... They're going to... If they do plan on investing a huge amount Mm -hmm. of money into it, I want them to publicly announce... That they are going to hand this over to, I want to know the Imagineers that are doing it, and I want the names on that list to be Rhodey, Baxter, or Sklar. I want one of these guys, the original guys, put in charge of this, and I want them to reimagine Epcot into Walt's vision, the way it is, and I want to know that these guys... Who have the Walt thing in their head? And Joe Rody's never met Walt, as far as I know. As far as I know, yeah. he's not, he's too young. Yeah. Um, but he is Walt reborn. <laughs> he talks like Walt with these things. He thinks like Walt with these things. Um, and certainly Baxter and Marty Sklar. Now Marty Sklar's in his eighties, so it's going to have to be a uh, uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be now. Uh, but That's so terrible. so if not him, Tony Baxter is probably in the seventies. I uh, um, yeah, I guess maybe so. not even that. Maybe maybe not even that. I- let them let let us know as fans of the park that they are putting this into the hands of those who understand what made Epcot great to begin with. They're going to remake it because we all agree it needs refreshing. Yes. We all agree that I think everybody does. Even yeah, but we've had enough of the way 
they're refreshing things now. We don't need the latest and greatest film franchise. Mm -hmm. We want creative people doing creative things, making new um, characters, new stories, telling the world story that Epcot is meant to tell. And and I just want to know that that's happening. That's all. Dave, try to imagine. <laughs> try to imagine. Just for a moment. <laughs> what Twitter would be and like. And it rained. And Facebook would be like. <laughs> if on March 1st of this year, Disney announces in a blog post. Uh, we are redoing Epcot. And we have just rehired Tony Baxter to lead the design. Twitter would have a meltdown. <laughs> of epic proportions it would be great I, I'm not, I mean I'm saying obviously people would be out of their minds excited thrilled out of their thrilled. minds excited even if Mike after Avatar opens they say we're gonna do this and we're gonna hand it over to Rhodey Joe Rhodey's gonna do this yeah, that would be that would, that everyone would, yeah, who, yeah, all like of that, the fans will go okay he'll do it we get it right but if you Tony know? if they somehow Tony Baxter. Baxter come back how long has he been gone five years a few years yeah they said, you know, come back out of retirement and you're in charge of this uh, or whatever he's doing now. The man who created Journey to Imagination, right. you know, and one that everybody People pines would away. lose their, you know what? In a good way. No, in a good way. No, Because no, not... Twitter's been losing their mind in a bad way over Epcot right, for, like, right, for yeah. its entire existence. It's yeah. Twitter's entire existence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have people, I don't care how many cabanas they put in Tomorrowland. This is wonderful. Exactly. People would go crazy, <laughs> crazy. for it because crazy. they have to show, I think they have to even only symbolically show the fans of the of the park that they care what you think. And we're not going to have Anna and Elsa in every goddamn corner of this thing. We're right. not going to have Chewbacca riding in Spaceship Earth. We're just right. not going to do it. And people don't want that anymore and they don't want it there. Yeah, yeah, they don't. I mean, it's just too much of that junk. Well, so what so anyway, what's your big one? In, I don't in, get... in reality though, Dave, when you say people don't want it there, you're talking about us people, the Disney fanatics. Right. The 90% of the people who walk through the gates who go to Disney every 5 years or whatever and don't read blogs or podcasts or whatever. I don't know how much they care about that. They're like, oh, I look, don't, cool, a Star Wars ride here in Epcot. Let's go. I don't know how much they care right. about it, but if you build good rides... No, no, that I agree. ...people will go on it. I, no, I agree with that 100%. Right? Soren, Test Track, sure. these were originally built, great rides, sure. people love them. Sure. You know, it's when you start shoehorning goofy junk in that things go wrong. I agree. You no, know? I agree with you. I'm just saying that they're... All right, anyway. So what's your big one? So uh, to, to end this off, am I, I'm going to go... I, I think this is actually something that I would be shocked if... 10 years from now, this doesn't happen. Oh, wow. That's big words. 10 years. Okay. So I'm going to go to the resorts. I'm going to design really? a whole new resort. Dave, we have oh, God. the art of animation. I want them to design a resort called the art of Imagineering. Wow. So each of the wings, it's going to be basically themed on the Magic Kingdom. The lobby, the beginning of it is the Main Street Railway Station. It's like that kind of theme. A lot of posters and from the okay. from different attractions. And then each of the wings will have a theme of one of the big attractions from Magic Kingdom huh. slash Disneyland. Um, you know, you, you get these rooms that are themed after rides. Sure. There's going to be a whole wing on the Haunted Mansion. There's going to be a whole wing on Big Thunder Mountain. Imagine Very, a Haunted Mansion wing. Yes. That would be cool. A, a Western-themed yeah. Big Thunder Mountain theme. 
Yeah. You'll get a Space Mountain theme with like, you know, you're sort of at the end of the ride, you're going on the walkway. And retro, retro, space. futuristic. Yeah. That'll be a wing. And uh, the last one was Jungle Cruise that I thought of. Those would be the four rides. Yeah, this is never going to happen. I disagree. Now, the one it's thing, one place I haven't gone is um, Fantasyland. And for that, I think the pool would be based on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, that kind of look. That volcanic look to the pool itself in the center of it. Okay. That would be my thing. Some of the food you would do, like the counter service would be, you'd have a Polynesian station, a noodle station for Tomorrowland, barbecue for Frontierland. <laughs> and I want to do a restaurant. I don't care what the food is, but a sit down, because this is a moderate, not, not a not vegetarian a and organic. No, okay. not a value. The food will probably be crappy like most of these counter, uh, characters but service expensive. ones are. Yeah, crappy, but expensive. I always thought, and maybe I've talked about this before. You, you go to these character meals, you know exactly who's going to be there. This this is Truth. the four princesses you got to be there. I want a restaurant where you have no idea. It's going to be four characters. We throw them on a random. You don't know. One day it could be Chip and Goofy and Buzz and whatever. I like. I like. You know, well, Pinocchio. Good. And then another day it's uh, Belle right. and Aladdin and whatever it is. Okay. Uh, the food will obviously be crappy, maybe buffet. I don't really care. I'm not. That's not really what I'm going for here. Be forty dollars, <laughs> but that would be, I, I think, a, a neat way to, you know, certainly repeatability. Maybe you would do it where you would say, all right, there's going to be two of the big, you know, Fab Five or two of the main group, a princess and one obscure you character. Have to do that. Whatever. Please, I mean, please, whatever. Just go to it. But you, you're going to know at least there's going to be like one obscure, um, maybe grumpy. All of a sudden, shows up. People I, would go I, yeah. bananas for that. I, I think that you have enough characters yes. in Disney where you don't have to do an obscure one. We yeah, don't. We don't like, need to do. But like, people like obscure. Well, yeah, but we. It's not necessary. Like you, you right. like you said, you can do one of seven different dwarves. I mean, there's so many costumes. There's so mm-hmm. many things out there. They can mm-hmm. do whatever. I, 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 it'll never happen. In fact, I think you're gonna have a frozen resort before you'll have this. You don't think they, the art of animation is so popular? The art of Imagineering just seems like a logical next one, to me. And the next one's going to be a Star Wars resort. And I would also, by the way, for my resort, and I want uh, at least a part of the proceeds if they do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. I, the family you, suite you idea is a, is a good idea. The family suite thing that they do at Art Animation that's yeah. quite popular. Yeah. I would at least incorporate that kind of philosophy to this. Wouldn't make it a DVC, but I would make it a moderate. Wow. A non-DVC building. I don't know. They. I don't know that they can do that anymore. They have the money for that now. Yeah, I don't know. They can't afford it without uh, us paying for it. Ahead so there you go, folks. Write them down. Score the game at home for yourself. <laughs> Tell us how we do at the end of the year. Um, Look at it, mine. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think I think Mike's going to win this year. I really do. But uh, you think they're going to build that art of Imagineering already? No, I just think <laughs> your other ones are more likely to happen than mine. I, I, I mean, obviously the T-shirt thing ain't going to happen anytime soon because it hasn't. I thought yet, the but. T-shirt thing is pretty. It's easy know. enough to do, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook, Jumbo Everyone. You can search there for that. Uh, go to our website, JumboEveryone.com. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is always on Twitter at, uh, at Jumbo Everyone. I am almost never on Twitter, but you can certainly reach out to me there at Radio Harambe. Um, what else do we want to tell you? Oh, it's a new year, folks. Do us a favor and go to iTunes. <laughs> And leave us a nice 
review there. Um, uh, hopefully, is it four or five star? I think it's five star. Five star. A five star review. Um, to uh, It helps get the word out on the show. It really does, which a lot of people don't believe that. And I also wanted to just mention one other thing. We had a friend of ours, Disney Dad 611. His name is Ken. Yes. Um, Ken wrote a, uh, a beautiful thing to us. He said, I just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you and Mike for all you do to make Radio Harambe a reality. I know I am not alone in saying that I look forward to each episode. Ken, I don't know what to tell you I think there, there are four others. That uh, you two truly are the best, and it's clear that this is a labor of love, but a labor is still laborious, and I know the podcast is not easy. So please accept this humble thank you from this dedicated and loyal listener. My best wishes to you and your family for the new year. Um, Ken, I can't thank you enough for that. Happy I mean, New Year, Ken. That's the kind of thing that makes us want to keep recording um, because, yeah, it is a labor from time to time, <laughs> but uh, it is a fun one nonetheless. So um, happy new year to Ken. Happy new year to all of you listening. Um, don't forget uh, what we mentioned at the beginning about Alan's um, the GoFundMe for Alan's thing. Mike will post that on his Twitter. Can we put the, the, the link in the show notes when you when I can you try. Okay. Uh, I'm not very good at that. All right, all right, but uh, yes, I will try to put it in the show notes on our Podbean um, feed. Uh, you certainly will find it. I'll put it up on Facebook and um, maybe we'll even put it on the blog. So that, that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, put it on yeah, johnbarterone.com. All right. So thank you very much for listening in 2016. We look forward to another great year of podcasts at uh, here at Radio Harambe. Quarini, go well. And thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Quack,